Okay, I'm here at a Casual Connect in Seattle, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hey, my name is Josh Nelson, and I'm one of the uh, co-founders of Eastside Games, who make a game called uh, Pot Farm for Facebook. Okay, Pot Farm. Um, how many monthly active users does it have? Do you have any stats on that? Um, I know it's publicly, but I've, I've heard of Pot Farm. I just wanted to know where it's at right now. Yeah, sure. So uh, Pot Farm, we've had about um, 7 million unique installs. It's been a Facebook game that's been around for two years, um, which is pretty good for Facebook because yeah. they normally don't stick around. And uh, right now, it's still pretty healthy at around 850,000 to 900,000 monthly active users and about 100 to 150,000 daily active users. And are you guys using the free-to-play model to monetize them? Yeah, like every Facebook game, uh, definitely. Yeah. And um, okay, so what's the premise of Pot Farm for the listeners out there? Can you talk about um, what what is it and what inspires people to keep coming back? I mean, a hundred over a hundred thousand daily users is pretty impressive. So good job. Yeah, I think we do some stuff a little bit different with Pot Farm. So one of the things that we do different is uh, we're really engaged with the community. So we really reach out to the community to find out what they want sort of the next themes to be or, or what they want the next crops to be. And I think people get really passionate about sort of the subject matter on it. Yeah, is it, um, is it mostly guys or girls or what's the, what's the breakup? The demographics actually, it's pretty interesting. It's switched over the years, but we're looking at, it's very about 60-40 uh, males and, uh, and, and, and females, and, uh, and uh, age group between, uh, we have, you, you know, it's, it changes all the time. It used to be between 18 and 35, but now it's getting as high as like, we're getting kind of the older stoners that are playing, so it's more like 25 to 45 years old. And um, do you do weekly updates, or, or how's that? How, how do you run the service? <laughs> yeah, I think that's why a lot of games die, is because they think weekly updates. We do daily updates. Oh, wow. Okay, awesome. Um, sometimes we'll push builds uh, on Saturday, on Sunday. We have a really small, dedicated team, but that's why um, if you just check out Pot Farm on Facebook and you, you look at even our community engagement, we're always giving away free seeds. We, I think out of Facebook games, we give away probably more than anyone else yeah. but because of that our fans really get engaged and they, they get that so we, we do stuff a little bit different yeah um, it may not well, be the right way but yeah. it's well let's good. let's talk about these daily updates what do you have in these daily updates? are these updates when you say daily updates sure you're deploying every day but are these are you introducing new things or new sales or new events or new content that players can recognize are different every day yeah so I, I think the reason why Pop Farm has been around for so long is because we do a couple things a little bit different. We do usually around a monthly theme that's a little bit different. That'll be everything from content to game features to quests to, to stuff. And then we also give away two or three times a day we give away free free items that are time expired so people really have a reason to come back and what we like to say at Eastside Games is we want to be that game that you're supposed to be playing while you're supposed to be working. <laughs> um. And when you say give away free stuff, then do you just announce it in the game itself? Like, hey, free stuff for this hour, come claim it? Or how does that work? I mean, that's a different mechanic than what I've heard, which is interesting. Uh, we really use uh, the social channels on, on Facebook. We really use the wall. We use, um, we use also the, uh, you know, the email channels. We also use Twitter to have a lot of different ways that we give free stuff. We also give away free stuff in other games to try them out. So we also have another game called Zombinis that we, you can find stuff out for, uh, for Pot Farm as well if you're really interested in a dedicated fan. And um, now you mentioned also being on mobile now. Or, I mean, what, where, where do you see your, your game going? 
Are you going to work on another game, or are you going to try to grow the pot farm empire? Yeah, so the thing about mobile is Apple is not really fond of pot farm, um, but our fans really want it. So yeah. So we're working on some other stuff. So we have a game on mobile for iOS called Nom Nom Combo, and it's a cult classic. It's like a progressive match three puzzle game. Uh, people love it, and we have two new games coming out um, in the next quarter. One of them's a romantic adventure game, which since we were the biggest virtual marijuana dealers in the world, I think it's a natural to make a romantic adventure game. And then after that, we also have a game come up called Dragon Up that's going to blow your mind. It's really awesome. Um, what about Android? Can't you put the Pot Farm game on Android? Or? We have some things up our sleeve, but we can't confirm it right now. But okay. it's... Sure. it's Pot Farm's a huge... you got to think, like, games don't last two years, so Pot Farm's a yeah. huge game. So we, oh, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it's, you've hit a niche. You've definitely got a passionate group. And you've, you haven't just turned it into a joke. You've turned it into an actual service, right? Like, there have been other kind of drug-type games where it's just like, oh, it's kind of like a gag for a day or two. You've kept this going. And that's why I was wondering if, you, if there are going to be other tie-ins, you know, where you do... Are you going to advertise or network with some of these other like legalized pot places where you can find out where to get pot or whatever else through your game? Or, or have you even looked into that kind of synergetic marketing? Uh, yeah, well, definitely we, we, we look at all options of, you know, um, growing our game and, and keep it viable. But um, right, right now we, uh, you know... We have a really strong brand, and I think we have a really strong voice. I think our fans are are amazing, and I think uh, you know if you if you check it out, you'll see um, we're one of the few games that even with this many people that you you say something, and that's why I think that's why I think indies rock because you you work for, you work and you play an indie game and you, you invest some time or maybe you make a purchase in an indie game you have a problem and maybe my lead programmer will respond back to you or you know uh, maybe I'll respond back to you and be like we'll fix that it's fine and people are shocked they'll be like oh my god a developer responded back to me so right now um, all that stuff's really cool and it's all on a roadmap but we're keeping it really small and we're just we're just we're going to do the best we can with the team we have and just keep building a really quality product and I think if you build quality and then build up then that goes does that answer your question? Um, kind of uh, but international, but brings up another question, which is internationalization. Are you looking to, um, or have you internationalized your game? Yeah. So, like, localized it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So uh, we're looking at that in other languages. Um, the problem is, is that platform once again is a really big game. Um, so we always have to. It's a fine balance between oh, yeah. uh, adding new content for the players in the game or like getting it into a different language that because you have only a certain number of developers as an indie studio we're not like a huge studio where we have 40 people working on it or yeah people and um what suggestions do you have for other indie developers who are kind of trying to do something a little different or have to go up against you know challenging things like for example you aren't allowed to advertise on ads on Facebook either because it's drug related um, and, and you're talking about issues with Apple so um, and, but you're still relatively successful so you know what suggestions do you have for indies right so I, I think the first thing is just like listen to the fans like the fans are going to tell you what they want get out there listen to them um, 
get a really good community man. We have some of the best community managers ever to work where we just really listen to what people want. We're really bad. Like, I'm leaning forward in my seat and I'm so excited about talking about this. And the other thing is indie developers, um, don't, don't just talk to your fans, but like, talk to other indie developers and we all have to work together if we're gonna build something better. Like, think about it in the ver in the way that you view an indie band or an indie coffee shop. Like, you don't go to Starbucks and you don't think like, this is the best coffee. Like, maybe you do. Or you don't go to a chain restaurant and be like, this is the best coffee I ever tasted in my life. It's always that small little coffee shop where a guy that's done it in his lifeblood. And us as indie developers, we gotta hone that craft and do the same thing and I think, with Potfarm, it's not just we made a good game with great art and great graphics and good community, but we had the awesome and the best fans in the business, and it all works together, and it's just like a perfect symphony. And where can listeners find out more information about your games, potentially play your new games, or, you know, play Potfarm? Uh, yeah, you can check out uh, Eastside Game Studio. Uh, east, yeah, studio.com or you can follow me on Twitter, Josh Nelson. Uh, go from there, or um, yeah, um, I guess listen to this podcast. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much.